Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Chapter 23 and verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Happy 25th anniversary, lady, said a woman to her friend. How is your marriage going? The other friend said, oh, oh, you know, my husband treats me like I am God himself. And her friend said, really? She said, yes, ma'am. He ignores my very existence and only talks to me if he needs something. Psalm chapter 23 and verse 3. We want to speak tonight on God leads me. God leads me. And this illustration, this verse of scripture, it shows how the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, he'll do three things. The first thing he'll do, he can't lead you if if you're flat on your back, right? So he'll pick you up. David said he restores my soul. And then he'll lead you out, and then he'll lead you in. I want to explain that. So first thing that he'll do, the Bible said, and David records this, he restoreth my soul. He'll pick you up. There is another psalm, and this is, you learn a lot about sheep, but it really makes a lot of sense when you, when you study some of this stuff. David said in another psalm, And you've probably heard this before. Psalm 42. It's in different places. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Has anyone ever heard that before? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And so if you look, if you have your phones, I mean, if you did it right now, I mean, you could do it pretty easily. And you look up an image of a cast down sheep. And I did, I I looked up, cast down sheep. You will find a sheep that is rolled over on its back with its legs up in the air. Now David was a shepherd and so writing these things, these were things that David saw in his work before he became the second king of Israel. So sometimes sheep, they will try to lie down in a small depression, you know, just kind of take it easy for a little while. Well, since sheep, if you've ever seen one, they're top heavy, right? So they're like, you know, the tiny little legs and a big old table, right? So, so they begin to roll and they catch that depression and they roll to where their legs no longer touch the ground. So their legs begin to flail Well, then they begin to struggle even more. Well, what happens is instead of getting back up, they just roll completely over and their legs just stick up in the air. And it is an incredible, I actually looked at a video of a guy who came upon a sheep and it was just, it was just there and it was upside down like an upside down table. And that's what it looked like. And it would be funny, and I think it is kind of funny, but uh, when a sheep is cast down, okay, so that means when it's rolled over on its side, the way that sheep are built 
when it's upside down, gases begin to build up in the sheep's stomach. And it's a bad thing for the sheep, okay? So what happens that uh, it can begin to block circulation of blood in their legs. And according to at least one source, uh, they can die in a few hours. So if they roll over on that, it's not three days, but just a few hours. If it's hot outside and they're panicking and struggling, and what one person said is they, believe it or not, they'll bleat, which means they'll still, they'll cry out. But then after a little while, they'll just kind of sit there. They'll just sit there with it. They won't cry out. They won't bleat. And uh, they'll just, you know, sit there on their back until if it's hot, it can only be a few hours and they'll expire. So it, it, it lends a lot of credibility to what Jesus says when he talks about being a shepherd. So if a sheep is missing and the, they count the sheep and they realize there's 100 sheep, right? And one's missing, so you have 99. Shepherd has to act very quickly because the sheep could not only be prone to have a predator come get it, like a, a lion or a wild dog, but the sheep could die just being upside down. So in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 11, it says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. How think ye if a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and go into the mountains, and seeketh that which has gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily or truly, I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Now, one of the reasons is, obviously, by reading this, you know that sheep, it's not just that they can get lost and get hungry, but in a few hours, they can be in the middle of a field and die because they're cast down. So I saw a, a video of this man. And he was explaining how to do first aid on a cast down sheep, okay? And he wasn't a shepherd. He actually trained sheep dogs. But he had this little video on YouTube. So he went up to a sheep and it was upside down. He said, if you ever see a sheep like this, their life is in danger. <laughs> and he said, it's very easy to help them. So what he, what he did is he went over and he grabbed two of the sheep's legs on the same side of its body. And the sheep was struggling against him, right? And he just kind of rolled it away from him. And the sheep just popped up and uh, kind of went back toward its herd. So if the sheep has been on its uh, back for a while, a shepherd will have to massage that blood into the legs because sheep will pop up and then they'll fall down. And then they'll get up and you know, they'll just kind of like walk sideways. Like, uh, you know, they haven't gotten their, their equilibrium back, right? So, but they'll recover after a little while. And, but really, in our life, you see, David wasn't writing about sheep. <laughs> he was writing about people. That's why David said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? In Psalm 56, verse 13, it says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. So... If we're honest with ourselves, it's easy, <laughs> even when you follow the shepherd, even if when, when you're one of the, the sheep of our great shepherd, it can be easy 
to just get cast down, to get wrapped up in something. It happens so quick. And then you're like, what happened? David, with his, you know, unfortunate famous sin with, with, uh, with Bathsheba, it was like just an evening night and he was just going for a walk. And then at the end of the night, I mean, different things happen. And then he's calling for this man to be murdered. And it's just like, it all happened so quickly. And he was on his back. Or maybe it's just depression. If things don't go our way and, you know, we're just down in our down in our life and it just doesn't go away. We just wind up on our back. Or and that's what we say, you just wind up flat on your back, right? Or maybe it's just plain frustration. Maybe we just cast down because we're just like, when you're frustrated, what do you want to do? Nothing. You want to sit in a lazy boy and watch YouTube or something like that. But Jesus came to flip us back over. And really that's that's what a revival is. That's what a conference is where we're just kind of like, you know, they call it mailing it in or going through the motions. And, and Jesus comes to flip us back on our feet and give us our walk back with God. If we're cast down, Jesus came to set you on your feet. And if you read the Gospels, that's what he does. He walks around, not with sheep, okay? But he walks around flipping people back onto their feet. I mean, not physically all the time. There was one time with a woman caught in adultery and she was about to be stoned. And what did Jesus say? They had this confrontation and then conversation with all of her accusers. And Jesus told the accusers, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. And they all began to leave. And then Jesus asked the woman, where are your accusers? And she said, no man, you know, I don't see anybody left. And Jesus said unto her, listen, she was cast down, right? It was her sin. She was flat on her back. He said, neither do I condemn thee. So your guilt's gone. Your shame's gone. He said, go. He flipped her back on her feet. Not physically, okay? But he put her back on her feet and said, you're free. Go. And he said, sin no more. He wasn't, he wasn't advocating for that lifestyle. But you know what Jesus does? He'll set us back up on our feet. That's what God through the gospels, and it's very much... Uh, uh, illustrated in Psalm chapter 23 and verse 3 that Jesus picks us up. So uh, with the man in John chapter 5 that was paralyzed and his friends brought him to Jesus, what did Jesus say? So if you're, if you're cast down in sin, Jesus can pick you up and he can just flip you right back on your feet. If you're cast down in sickness, maybe it's a physical thing. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and do what? walk he just he was cast down he couldn't walk he was just sitting there waiting to die basically but jesus said hey you're back you can get up and he says immediately the man was made whole took up his bed and walked so it could be sin it could be sickness it could be satan i mean it could be an oppression of the devil where the 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 demoniac of gadara but uh in mark chapter 5 jesus cast those it's interesting, he cast the, the, the legion into the swine, and the man, the Bible said, he was free, and Jesus says, go home to thy friends. Why? Because you're not cast down anymore. Jesus puts us back on our feet, and really, he spreads it so that the saints can help do what work Jesus did. And that's really the job of a Christian, we're not here to condemn people. We're not here to find fault with people. We're here to be like Peter when he saw that man who was lame at the entering in of the gate beautiful. 
And the man asked for money and alms. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. He said, but ooh, I see that you're cast down. That's not what he said. But he said, I've got something for you that money could not buy. Okay. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, I'm going to set you back on your feet. He said, well, that's impossible, but it's not. You see, with God, all things are possible. And Jesus came to pick us up. And the Bible said, took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked. I love this. And entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Just like that. But God is here to pick us up. So there in Psalm chapter 40, David in Psalm chapter 40, verse 1, he talks about being cast down in another place. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. My I'm on my back, Lord. I'm cast down. He said, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. So he restores my soul. So what, what Jesus does when he restores my soul, he picks me up and sets me back on my feet. And you know, when we get things mixed up in our mind, we can lose our equilibrium. And it takes us a while. You see someone... They, you know, might have been away from God. Give them a chance to get their equilibrium back. You know, they might be walking a little funny because they've been cast down. But you know what? God will allow us to be restored in him. That's the goal of men and women, to be restored in God through Jesus Christ. There was a, that last scripture about coming out of the Mari clay. was made into a song, and we sing it. Uh, I cried to the Lord from the deep Mari clay. He tenderly brought me out to golden day. See, after he restores us, he doesn't stop right there, but he takes us out. So the Bible said he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Now, this is also interesting because sheep and people, and again, this isn't an animal teaching, okay? This is about you and me. Sheep are creatures of habit. And you know what? We are too. People will park in the same park. You know, there's like a thousand parking spaces. Maybe not. There's like a oh, hundred parking spaces. Like every time people will come to the same parking space, right? And like, someone's in my spot. No, it's not your spot, okay? But it's just we're creatures of habit. We always, you know, like to do this or that or have this way. This. So uh, I was watching a bit of Mary Poppins the other day. And the, the father comes in and he goes... At 6.01, and he was talking about what happened. And then he goes, at 6.02, and at 6.03. And, you know, he had his habit of things that were supposed to happen in his house. I, I don't remember. I've seen Mary Poppins my whole life, right? But not my favorite film, but I have a nine-year-old daughter, okay? So there's things with a nine-year-old daughter. But, but if left to themselves, you know what sheep will do when they're let out into the pasture? They'll use, they'll, they'll, they'll run the same route, Okay? And after you run the same route over and over and over, you'll wear the grass off. And you know what you do after that? Because sheep won't stop there. They'll keep going and you'll turn it into a rut. 
and then you'll turn it. You'll be basically be marring the land. Isaiah said, "All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way." It's like, oh, I'm going to go this way. It's my way. I'm going to go do this over here, and I'm going to do this over here. And all the sheep like to do that. They like to kind of do their own things. And uh, but Jesus, when he leads, when he restores us, he wants to lead us out of that way of doing things. You know, Jesus, when he said, speaking to his disciples, he said, I am the way. So a shepherd, they'll have to realize that if you leave the sheep in the same pasture, you know what they're going to do? They're going to overgraze the pasture, which means they'll eat up all the grass. They'll run ruts into all of the, you know, run ruts to where they graze and there are little loops that they run. And they'll basically destroy the land so it's not usable. So a shepherd will have to make a plan to rotate where the sheep go so they don't destroy the land that they're on. So they have a plan, like a predetermined plan that they're going to put the the herd here and they're going to put them over here and then the flock over here and then over here so that the the land doesn't get these ruts. Well, that's what God many times wants to do to us. Have you ever gotten in a, a loop in your mind and it's a thought loop? No? They call it on YouTube a rabbit hole. That's where you look at one thing and you look at another thing. There's actually algorithms that play into that. If you look at a certain, there's uh, artificial intelligence, they call it AI. So if you look at a bunch of videos on TikTok, AI feeds you more of the same type of videos. And they actually find out a lot about you, about what you choose to watch. But it's not offering you anything different. It's offering you more of the same thing. So, but when God comes into our life, he doesn't want us to overgraze that. And you know, sometimes that thought loop, when Jesus comes, he's got a great master plan. It's predetermined. He knows what he, the plans and the thoughts that he has for us, but he wants us to lead out of those same things. He wants to break us out. He said, well, preacher, that is uncomfortable. Yes. And you know, the sheep probably don't like it initially. Like, wait, wait, I'm going over here. This is, my, this is my old place where I get my grass. I went there yesterday. But you see, the shepherd knows that if you eat there too long, you're not going to have grass. And you see, God knows that we need new things in our life. We need different things. We preached a message about a month ago about happy different year. And different things are new. And... When we get out of the old, uh, a shepherd will notice that, hey, the sheep are excited once they see the new thing that God has for them. You see, a lot of times we don't want to give up that old thing because, oh, no, that's the way I always do it. But wait a second. Maybe God's got a better way. And, and when he leads us in paths of righteousness, they're not going to be paths many times that we fully understand what God's doing. But the shepherd has a plan. Peter said that he leads us out of darkness. And you know that's interesting. Before I was a Christian, I didn't even know I was in darkness. You know why? I was just doing my own thing. Because I was blind to that. And into, you know that when we were kids, we used to pretend we were blind. 
and we'd walk around with our eyes closed and bump into things. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but I'm, most kids have probably pretended they were a blind person. If you've ever seen a blind person, they don't keep their eyes closed. Their eyes are open, but the light does not penetrate. There's something in there that prevents the light from becoming an image. So that's why a lot of times they'll wear sunglasses because they don't want people to notice or uh, get their eyes hurt by the sun because their eyes are open. You know, before I was a Christian, my eyes were wide open, but I didn't know I was in the darkness. I would have told you I was a Christian if you asked me if I was a Christian. But when the, the shepherd came, the shepherd led me out. And you know, even when we become a Christian, uh, the shepherd, he still leads us out of things that we used to do. Because when you get saved, you're, all, you're a new Christian on the inside, but there's a lot of things on the outside that God needs to work on. And God begins to lead us out of those old things of doing that. And the Bible said, into his marvelous light. And that's the last thing that Jesus does. So he picks us up. And I thank God. David encouraged himself, the Bible said, in the Lord. Because no one was there. Sometimes there's only God that's going to restore you. But God can. He restores my soul. Then he leads me out into new pastures. You know, God's got something good for everyone that is led by him. If we lean not on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him, he will. We're not like sheep. We have a choice, right? We do have a choice. But he'll direct our paths. And you know that God will direct us into the will of God and the blessings of God. So the third thing, for his name's sake. He leads me in. So God picks me up. God leads me out. And God leads me in. You know, it's interesting. When you become a believer, one of the things that you're called is a Christian. Like Christ. The word Christ meaning Messiah, but it's a name associated with Jesus. We bear his name. And the Bible says that he leads us in paths of righteousness, doing things that are right for his name's sake. That we get his name on us. Not just I attend church. I remember when I met someone, they announced the church that they went to. You know, they just, you know, like, I'm this church. And I'm like, okay. But that doesn't mean that you're a Christian, that you attend church. But I didn't say that because it was my boss. So, But uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him. It says if we walk in the light, in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. It's interesting what we shared in the beginning, when the extremities lose the circulation if that sheep is cast down, that shepherd might have to turn the sheep upright and then straddle that sheep like ride it you know like a like a bronco and then massage its legs to get the circulation going what the blood circulation going so many times that's what god needs to do in our life he needs to get that blood circulation where the blood of jesus christ what does it do? It cleanses us from all sin, but it also cleanses us from disappointments and it cleanses us from the stain of sin and the guilt of sin and the shame of sin. We are not ashamed, 
to go and be that witness for Jesus Christ because shame and guilt will cut your witness off just like that. I mean, you'll go to church and everything, but you won't feel that confidence in God. But God, just like that shepherd, he wants to massage that blood where the blood of Jesus Christ cleans us up. And that's when that full, we need good circulation of the blood of Jesus Christ, walking in the light in his righteousness with him. So I'm about done, but... You've all heard of John 3.16. I'm going to say it, but you've all heard the scripture. Most people can probably quote the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, when God leads us in, He leads us out of the old and into the new for his name's sake. He leads us into a new life, a new expectation. John 3.16 is a good scripture, but God will lead us into new things. Have you ever read 1 John 3.16? I'm going to read it to you. 1 John 3.16. Hereby, so 1 John 3.16 is like John 3.16, like realize and apply. 1 John 3, 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. What's that? John 3, 16. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Being a Christian, you begin to realize that life doesn't revolve around us. That our life is to have a bigger purpose for others. Who? Because of what Jesus did. Because he laid down his life. Because Jesus laid down his life, I'm going to lay my life down. It's a choice. It's a sacrifice. But really, it's a new attitude. In Psalms 23 and verse 3, we see it as the physical depiction of sheep being led. But in our new life for Jesus Christ, you say, wait a second, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. Jesus led me in to a new life. And let me tell you, the Bible says for good reason, let this mind be in you. It's in Philippians chapter two and verse five, which was also in Christ Jesus. God doesn't want to give us a slavery where we have to like, oh, lay down my life. What? It's going to be no fun. No, it's going to be a blessing. The Bible says, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And be not conformed into this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He leads us into a new mindset. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, God wants to restore us so he can lead us out of old ways of thinking. And let me tell you, when it happens to you, you'll be like, man, why didn't I do this before? It's such a blessing. And that attitude of gratitude that comes with it when we realize, wow, God, you wanted me to go into a better pastor. I was just fighting it because I wanted it my way. God's got a better pastor, a more fulfilling pastor, a better life because his name's sake. He knows the plans he has for us and he wants to lead us. God wants to lead you, lead me in righteousness for his name's sake. So we close with Psalm 23 and verse 3. But we have a beautiful picture of how Jesus, he picks us up. And God wants to pick everybody up. And you know, it's no fun to be down. Jesus doesn't want to leave you there. Jesus will pick you up. But he also won't leave you there. When he picks you up, he'll begin to lead you 
And when he leads you, he's going to lead you out of the old pasture and in to a new pasture, a new mindset, a new blessing. And you know what? Unfortunately, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but he'll lead you out of your comfort zone so we can grow, so we can learn something new, so that we can get a blessing from God and prove his will. He is leading me. Let's pray. Brother David, would you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you is our prayer. God leads me. Oh, dear Lord, thank you for breaking us together here tonight to listen to your word as Pastor preached and taught us your holy word. Dear Jesus, may you keep your hand on us as we return back to our homes until we return to your house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.